Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Steve, Nick, how you doing? Oh, mate, I'm in the lab. I'm at work, I'm in the lab. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's really it's another cup of COVID. I've got my cup of coffee with me today. There's so few people here. The universities are being way overcautious, I think. I do not know one around. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we've got about a 30% occupancy in the chemistry department. Okay? We should be getting back to work. I went to the main, I'm in the hospital at the moment, which is a little bit different, but um, I went to the main campus this week because I run a, um, uh, like a summer school thing. We moved it online. Um, which went pretty well, but I wanted to use the office because I wanted to be sure the internet was going to work properly. Right. Literally, it's like a fortress, and there was no one around. It's like it was like completely like there'd been a zombie apocalypse, and everyone was dead. Yeah. Like, and like this is this is like August now. Do they have people checking on you too, just making sure you're following the rules? We have that. We have spot checks by safety. Uh, I didn't get any of them. Maybe they were they were doing them, but I was sort of secreted away in a tiny office, way out of the uh, off the beaten track. Anyway, dude. Let's not dwell on that. Um, otherwise, the lab's great. It's good to be in the lab to do some um, proper work, get some 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 data out, and then um, do that in a very safe manner, which is a good way to do it. Absolutely. Face shield, face shield and a mask, and adhering to all of the guidelines and rules, Steve. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, without any, without any ifs, ands, or buts, Nicholas. Absolutely. Okay. But um, what I wanted to talk to you about today, Steve, was your dog. My dog. I love my dog. So... You've, I think you've had a bit of COVID, haven't you, Steve? Yeah, I, I had COVID. Yeah, I had it back in March. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know that because you've been tested since. That's right. Yeah. Assuming the test is accurate, you've had it. Yeah. Um, did your dog start behaving strangely? I know you've got a little. And my dog behaves strangely quite a lot of the time, so it's very <laughs> difficult to assess. Um, no, I, not that I'm aware of. Is, is there documented evidence of, of dogs misbehaving during uh, COVID infections? So, listeners, Steve, if you if you, pro, if you don't know already, Steve has what I can only be described as kind of a, a Yoda Yoda cross with an Ewok of a dog, <laughs> strange little toy dog um, that burrows around parts regularly. Ripley Ripley is a French bulldog, and she is a husky and a warrior. And I take I take umbrance for you for saying any otherwise. Anyway, Steve, the reason that I ask that is because apparently dogs can sniff out COVID. Oh, like dogs can smell cancer. Same thing. Yeah. Do you believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a paper um, which was alerted to me by my good friend in Australia, Andy, and um, there there is a couple actually. There's not just one. And I found one, and it's it's by a, a you know respectable bunch of authors. It's in BMC, that's um, Biomed Central, um, infectious diseases. And the, that's a reasonable that's a reasonable uh, journal, isn't it? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it all depends on what the reviews are like, but yeah. it's called Scent Dog Identification of Samples from COVID nineteen Patients Pilot Study. So I've sent you a video, Steve. I don't know whether you've managed to pick it up yet. But anyway, while you search that out, what they did here was they got a bunch of dogs, different sorts of dogs, and I can tell you exactly what dogs they were. They were yeah. they were in total, there were eight dogs. There was a Dutch Shepherd mix, a Dutch Shepherd, a Labrador Retriever, a Malinois, whatever that is. Don't know what that is. Labrador Retriever, Cocker Spaniel, another Labrador Retriever, all types of things, explosive detection dogs. So these are veterans. 
Right. He's a veteran dog. The SAS right? of the dog smelling. SAS work. of the dogs. A couple of them didn't have prior experience, but most of them were either explosive detection or certified hunting dogs. Right. Okay. Certified, not just a hunting dog. They, they, have, they, they sit in a wingback chair in a fancy office with the pictures on the wall <laughs> behind them. That's exactly true, right? So what they yeah. did was they got a bunch of samples from COVID-infected patients in the hospital and they trained the dogs. So the video that I've sent, I don't know whether you can look at now. So yeah, you can I'm describe it for Alan. Why don't you describe it, what's going on, Steve? Okay, all right. Uh, so there's a there's a there's a, what looks like a black Labrador and it's kind of there's a, a I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet this. Uh, there's a there's a sit there's a box in front of him with a series of holes in it. Um, which I presume in one of the holes there must be something that's COVID related, and the, the dog's having a little sniff going up to all the the, the box with all the holes and having a little sniff around all of the holes and wagging his tail at the moment. Um, it's a cute dog, isn't it? It's a very cute dog. Yeah. Yeah, I love Labradors. They are hungry, hungry, hungry dogs. They're quite thick, aren't they, Labradors? They the can dog. be. Yeah, Andy. I think Andy's dog. Sorry, Andy. I think <laughs> the dog is probably a little. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, anyway, uh, so this is called a detection dog training system, right? And basically, the way it works is you put your samples in there. Some of them are, con are controls, so that's samples from people who didn't have COVID. They've had a bit of extraction and fancy uh, stuff. What, what, what samples are we talking about here? What is it? They're basically swabs from people in the hospital. Okay. So they're sort of swabs of tissue which have been squirted onto a piece of cotton wool or something like that. Right. And they've been put on a on a on a gauze, a membrane or something like that. And this system is what is used to train explosive dogs because it's right. undeniable that dogs can sniff out explosives. You agree, yeah. Steve? I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, so what they do is then this thing is automated, so it will provide test and control samples, and then. When the dog sniffs the test sample, it will be rewarded with a ball or a snack or something like that. And this goes on for days, right? So the dog gradually learns to associate particular characteristic with getting a reward. Yeah. Any any training of a dog is the same, right? When yeah. they sit down, when you say the word sit, you give them a treat. It's all about food or fun. Yeah, exactly. Just like reckon... humans. Just like humans. <laughs> How do you reckon Ripley would get on with that training system? Ripley would do whatever you said in order to get the treat. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to reach the holes. <laughs> anyway, so um, so this is what's going on. Um, so gradually over time, the dog becomes trained. And then what they do is they presented the dog with, seven, with different samples, seven tests and seven control ones. And this is all blinded, apparently, according to the authors. So no one knows the authors of their word. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to trick people. Yeah, no, no, no. But you know, incredible um, data deserves high stringency of scrutiny. Agreed. Anyway, great so power comes great responsibility, Nick. They, the bottom line is what they found is that the dogs were became pretty good at this. So they had a sensitivity. So that's basically a measure of how often they smell the right thing. About yeah. eight out of ten times, and a specific specific specificity of around 94 percent so that's to do with how um often they get it wrong yeah so they, they're, they're sort of you know these are two measures that are used in medicine all what, the time. were some dogs better than others good question i've got i've got i haven't looked through the supplementary data no. um so there are a couple of papers associated with it but i just thought it was interesting because when you look back at the literature you know the cancer stuff yeah there is, there's lots of papers, and it's the sort of thing which gets in newspapers all the time, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got dogs that are sniffing stuff. You know, everyone loves a dog. You know, <laughs> you know. And people love that stuff. 
Um, but yeah. there is a bit of scepticism, and I think methodologically there are problems. I, I mean, I'm no expert on would this. You, so I would you tried. allow your mother to undergo chemotherapy based upon a dog's diagnosis of cancer? <laughs> no. That's a good question. No. Good question. No, no. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd want to back it up, but maybe it's a good way to screen to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, and it's cheap, right? Training a dog is not a lot of money. You know, MR well, I don't know. It's pretty. And my, my, my lovely wife, Maria, works for guide dogs and. And they spend a lot of time training dogs. I know that. Do you know you can? We talked about this before. I think you can I'm still thinking. I think you can train a goldfish, apparently. Yeah, I still think it's cheaper to train a dog than it would be to train a, a, a consultant uh, oncologist. Probably. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> dog see a dog. Maybe Ripley has hope yet. <laughs>